0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers, researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. (laughs) But now, with soul in the shorts... Feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper. It's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to bludge. (laughs) Footy mad Aussies. Pull them up. And pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blindside with the master of midfield mayhem rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away HG Nilsson. Hook another lucky trout, HG.
1: Yes, uh, TF much, Cedric Espen sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yeah, you know, that's real passion. That's real passion. Unmistakable desire insatiable desire to bring at home and it's still got that waft of golden glow about it. The Sumpster camp there in the Bludging and the Blindside Soundproof Booth. At ABC Grandstand HQ. Happy Rugby League, Australia. Uh, beginning with the greatest game of all, and one of the brains behind the 4B fashion label that has stunned the world of the larger with the larger short range Tom Burgess, the Rabbit Prop puts his incredible run of consistency, I think he's played now 400 games in a row, down to getting to grips with the Wim, the Iceman Hoffs' incredible breathing techniques. These techniques allow players, that is league players, to live in the high Himalayas nude for months at a time. Tom will often spend several hours of his recovery program after a big win on one single breath, locked in the club freezer at the Hutch occasionally staying in the icebox if they forget to let him out for the whole week. Elsewhere in league, the big uh, two-seed looms and could the biggest day on the calendar, that's the rugby league calendar, be moved to New Zealand? All those medals in Tokyo from the uh, Kiwis and now the NRL to climax the season. I mean, it it just doesn't bear thinking about, does it really? But it could happen. COVID, it is a challenge that league meets head-on daily. Head on daily, and a lot of news about the rugby league and its problems coming up in the bludge today. Uh, In passing, the murderer has moved on from Adelaide and is now trying to flog the 2021 AFL granny in Perth. Uh, You know, he's always hiding in plain sight, the murderer, and there's no plainer sight than Perth, and it could be the last grand final ever. Oh, what a story that'll be. Speaking of big moves, the Sharks are returning to their spiritual home at Woolaware in 2022. The toothy ones will return to wait for it, Points Bet Stadium, even though the completion of the PB complex has been slowed by COVID. Incidentally, with rugby league, what has gone wrong with Parramatta? The big one tonight, the old foe, well, the Sea Eagles are on the agenda. I mean, this will establish whether... Season 2021 has been complete and total waste of time for the plucky eels. I mean, maybe the eels are just a bunch of pillows. I mean, they start every season like world beaters and then powder as the year unfolds. Telehealth freaks, stable hands and strappers with cups carnival on their mind. Rural and regional vets with an interest in wombat welfare. Welcome to bludging on the blind side. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week! What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is belly enough. And look, I won't dwell... I won't dwell. But what has gone wrong with Australian cycling? We mentioned this last week. While a Royal Commission may be a bridge too far, The uh, this success-starved nation needs a full-on probe into the two-wheeled caper, at the very least, from someone with a bit of poke and grunt up front, like Big Dickie Colbeck, Minister of Sport, or that former Minister of Sport. ha. <laughs> who's got so much time on his hand, now he's cracked the COVID issue. International football and Angers Hoops get their first win in the local show, putting away Dundee six blots since don't argue, since nothing. Uh, Six-nothing, that's a hell of a score, isn't it, in football? Uh, speaking of the World Game, Australia is going to bid again for the World Cup. Uh, we're going to go for the 2030 World Cup or the 2034 big show. As you can see, Olympics sandwiching the Olympics. We could get both, you know. Remember, we got the Olympics because no one else wanted them. Uh, now, the last time we did this, uh, Australians with long memories will remember we forked over $45 million to get one vote. That was a vote for someone who said they were going to vote for us anyway and no fiscal persuasion was needed. So $45 million just, well, tipped into large pockets. Speaking of cricket, which we weren't but we can and I don't want to, Thank goodness it's all over. The T20, I mean, did you follow it? Four to them, one to us. And in Fallout, there's been a sharp exchange between Coach Langer and unnamed posters of the Bangladeshi side having fun because they were winners. Not a good look. Still with Cricket and the Blood sends um, its best wishes to Chris Cairns, the big-hitting New Zealand cricketer who's in serious health troubles. Of course, Chris is the son of Lance Cairns, the rare rare double cricketing and a butcher. He was a cricketer and a butcher. He was a great butcher. I mean, as uh, Chris said early on, he said, Dad kills him, I eat him. Uh, Moto GP, and after last week's prang in the Austrian GP, Aussie champ Jack Miller says, Don't write me off for the title this year! His uh, follow-up comment was, there are a lot of races to go in 2021. Thank goodness. And I tell you, this, Jack, blindsiders haven't written you off. No, no, sir. Read, Bob. And in good news, Remy Gardner will join Jack on the grid of the MotoGP. That's Aussie champ Remy Gardner on the grid next year uh, to go round. and, uh, wait for it, boxing. And after our success, that's what I'm putting it down to at the Olympics. I mean, there's been a revolution going on in boxing in the past week. Uh, sensational news from the donkey circuit. Uh, The stool gallon has inked a deal for three fights in the next, well, three months apparently. He hopes to give rugby league players who want to knock the ring rust off a chance to take a swing while seeing if they can handle a punch to the head. It's a great offer. He's got a couple lined up already, Chris Walker and Darcy Lusick. He says he'll give Chris 10 punches to his head as a start. Now, I know the donkey circuit is already chock-a-block full of stars like the Toast and Noodles, but this is an attractive offer from the stool who could unearth a new generation of rugby league champs who want to swap codes and get a start in the sweet sides. Try these names on for size. Hodge, DeBellin, Captain Meat, Marty Power, Kickow, Paolo, Maguire, Proctor. What's that sound? That's the sound of a nation licking its lips in anticipation. Next cab off the rank, Boxing's Magic Round. I know that's set you back, hasn't it? A magic round for boxing. You You are. You remember how great it was for league? Now boxing's getting in on the act. AFL news and uh, the tribunal told the grub that it's Toby Green to take a ride on the pine after a punch to uh, Patrick Dangerfield's throat last weekend. Many have spoken up this week for Toby, saying the kid is a target on his back and he can't get a fair go because of his reputation. This may be true but I'd hate to see the kid robbed of another grub of the year title due to public pressure in the other direction. I mean, that would be unconscionable. Uh, Rugby Union, and after last week's incredible performance at Eden Park, that went right down to the wire. The old gold fruit and nut are back in the house of pain this evening. Pundits now think it's only a matter of time before we win one of these Bledisloe thinks. How much time have you got? he's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the white sporting. Ash remember to step up and have a go. And if you've had a go, been in the queue, then get in the queue for another go for Australia's sake. And remember, Diggs, we'll get there when we're there because when we get there, we'll be there and we won't have to worry about getting there anymore. You won't have to scream from the back seat, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? No, no, because
0: we will be there.
1: So just get in the queue and shut up and stay there like everybody else and with a hand out. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who has had a big week at training this week. He's put every aspect of his approach to Tokyo under the microscope. With Paris looming, this bloke has set himself to do the treble, a rare treble, the 100, the 200 and the 400 on the slides. He's hoping that Volio C and the Bolt shoe technology will be improved by then to give him an advantage over his rivals who are already at work on shoe technology so he can become the first ever to do it at This the treble at this level. That man is rampaging, i.e. Oh, the man with a plan, is rampaging Roy Schlaven. Uh Roy, can we get the bludgeoning on the blind side, bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Dayude!
2: Yes, uh, happy uh, Rugby League, HG Nelson, and happy Rugby League, Australians. And uh, so many Australians, decent Australians, decent Australians, have uh, have bumped into me in the street, keeping a social distance, of course, and through their mask I could hear them saying, so glad that the Olympics are over and we can return our gaze to football. I know. Football's back. Mm. And isn't it a relief to have football back? You know where you are. You know where you stand. That's right. You know where you stand. You focus on your team again. I, I mean, it was w- wonderful disappearing for a little while uh, overseas. Always enjoy it. Uh, and I'd like to thank publicly the uh, people of Japan who welcomed us uh, oh, as, as far as they could. I know. You know, it's a very, you know, you think we've got problems here. They've had problems in Tokyo now for a hell of a long time. And it's not improving much. Uh, and for them to bend over backwards to make life very, very comfortable for HG and myself and our few, you know, it wasn't a large entourage, um, I just thought they were outstanding.
1: It was, it was. Yep, 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 Th- they were yep. very yep. Australian-like.
2: They were, they They. They. they were, they, they They were, and uh, they, they, as I said, bent over backwards to do everything. I mean, we wanted for nothing. Now, the Diamonds are calling for netball to be included in the Brisbane Games. I think this is a good idea. I think netball's time has come. Uh, I think sufficient nations in the world play netball to make it, uh, to give it currency, Olympic currency. So this is a a very good move. Uh, I just hope Bocog uh, take it seriously. Uh, Now, the world's... This is excellent news, uh, and it quite surprised me. It it came out in a left field, can I say. Uh, The world's largest video screen is to be installed at Stadium Australia. (laughs) Yet you heard it here—the the world's largest video screen. Now you can imagine how bloody big this thing is. I've only seen what what you'd call a, a, an artist's impression impression of what it's going to look like, but it just looks extraordinary. Um, and it's a real shot across the bow of the new football stadium that's under construction at ah, the moment. Because I, I looked at that. No mention of a screen at all. And it's a little bit late to try and wedge a screen in now, I think. It'll just look as if they're trying to catch up. After the fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too late. Mm. Stadium Australia's got a big screen. And I know a lot of people I've I've spoken to this week through masks and with social distancing, of course, uh, did say to me that they were very much looking forward to getting out and having a look at this screen. (laughs) Now, Nathan Ellis uh, gets a hat trick. In his first T20 match, I phoned him to congratulate him on behalf of, uh, you know, Bludge listeners, etc. And uh, what a credit to his family this young fellow is! What a what a wonderful Australian! Uh, anyway, okay, so he got a hat trick, and then his dropped for the next game. Look, what is going on? Uh, I mean, HG doesn't want to talk about cricket. He mentioned this earlier, and it's fair enough. But I think there are some things you've got to. Well, I mean, look, our selecting, our selectors are a laughing stock. Mm. An absolute laughing stock. Lowest score ever. Lowest score ever. I mean, Langer. 62. Langer is a laughing stock. I mean, when is Cricket Australia going to bloody stand up oh, no. grow a spine? Mm. I've said this to them. I mm. said you can't have this clown wandering around, uh, trashing, Pretending. trashing. The good reputation. We Australia had a wonderful reputation as cricketers. We did. You know, when you think back to the days of Les, Les Fowl. Whoa. It's going back. Uh, Norm O'Neill. Barry Jarman. Barry Jarman. Mm. Wonderful. Great, great Australians. Mm. What a legacy they left us and how it's been trashed. Mm.
1: It's been burnt.
2: It's been burnt by mm. this laughing stock, mm. laughing stock led by uh, And I go Lair. back
1: to South Africa and the sandpaper.
2: Yeah, that's where it started. I mean, it's been all
1: downhill since yeah, then. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So so we've got to drag Buff Lehman in as part of this Oh, as we well. will, yeah, 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 So, So the rot set in with Buff and, uh, you know, the... the, 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 the The turd that Boof left on the ground has been picked up by by Langer. Hasn't it?
1: I think you've summed it up beautifully. I think that's the only way to look (laughs) at it. That's (laughs) That's what I said to Cricket Australia. I tried to put it in terms they'd understand. The problem was was that Langer had the polishing rag in the hip pocket.
2: That's right. And you can't polish one of them. You know it. I know it. And now the world knows it and certainly our T20 team knows it. They know they're just a polished turd. Now, Nick Kyrgios is bundled out of the Canadian Open. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, look, he remember last week he was saying that he, he could only play well when he's angry? He couldn't get angry, so he wasn't playing well. Well, he certainly got angry enough, but it didn't work.
1: There
2: was he, no crowd, though, was there? No, no crowd, but there was still people to get angry with, you know, the ball kids and the ump. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, I mean, he really let fly. Mm-hmm. He really let fly with, you know, language and busted a couple of rackets and, you know, expected.
1: Work, worked them
2: over. Took his trousers off and mm, blade laid blade one and all of that, set fire to it and thought it was funny and it wasn't.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, it took a while to get that blaze going. Yeah,
2: it? it did. It did. Too much moisture. You have to look at his diet. Uh, the Ollie Roos are sanctioned for their behavior on a Japanese airline flight home. Now, I didn't hear anything about this uh, until recently, and I, I tried to get to the bottom of it. As far as I'm concerned, nothing happened. I know our Ollie Roos very well. Uh, I know their behavior. I know what they're like when they look. You can have a couple of beers with the uh, with Ollie Roos, and they're fantastic. Mm. They don't go silly. No. They, 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 there's no pantsing anyone no, or doing any stu- anything stupid. They mm. don't uh, damage seating. They're, they're most compliant in their behaviour on, on flights. So I, I, think this, I, think, I think this is fake news. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not often I call out fake news, but I'm going to do it on this occasion because I'm going to stand up for our athletes. I mean, it's a very sad old day when a couple of old broadcasters like us have got to bloody draw a line in the sand and say, enough is enough in the criticism of our athletes. I mean, nobody goes into bat for them these days apart from us. Mm. Mm. Now, uh, our South Australian Olympic champions. Heroes. They're absolute heroes. They've done their 14 days and they've got to do another 14 days in Adelaide. They do. Before being. I mean, this is red tape madness, mm-hmm. isn't it? Red tape gone mad. Now, if I was the coal man, if I was the Prime Minister. Sooty. If I was him, mm. if I had the power. I would order the army to get in and break them out. And there wouldn't be an Australian, a decent, law-abiding Australian who would disagree with that act. That's what I'm calling for. Get the army in, Prime Minister. That's what you got them there for. We've got the army in New South Wales at the moment, keeping people indoors. No reason we can't have the army in South Australia breaking them out. Let's do it. Let's get that job done, PM. Now, Adam Scott says he will not be playing in Australia until the two weeks' quarantine is lifted. He said, I just go mad. I just go mad. Mad. Fair enough. Now, uh, it's been a wonderful week for The Greatest Game of All. Uh, Gus Gould has unearthed a very sensible suggestion. He's suggesting, and uh, he mentioned this uh, to, uh, I think, Abdo and Valandis had a meeting with them, just the three of them. Uh, he's suggesting a summer eight-round competition of flag slash under twenties players. These are kids that haven't had a bit of a, haven't had a chance to have a game of rugby league in months now, mm-hmm. being denied. Uh, so I, th- I think this is a terrific mm-hmm. idea, and what? I think I, I think a network could get behind it. Uh, people would love to watch it with the TAB. Field you, you on could, it. yes, yes, you can bet and, on it. And and you, they, they, they would be teams associated with their clubs. They would be like club Parramatta teams, like Parramatta against Manly. Manly. They, you yeah. you'd and get only that only Sydney wide, the, only Sydney wide, yes, and, and and you'd have the the flag the flag team and the under twenty kids, you know, having a bit
1: of a run around and improving their skills. Remember last year, I think they were going to have a tackling summer school. That's right, and I think COVID wiped that out. It did. It would have been a great addition to the. It would have been, yeah, because a lot of people want to improve their skills. They do. And then we come to the problem of heat. Yes. And I, you know, you've been out at the uh, very. The game would
2: be played at midnight, probably,
1: Uh
2: as a way of mitigating against uh, against the heat that we would, you know, you'd get during the day. Yeah, yeah. I I think we can find a time, say between midnight and two in the morning. Two in the morning. Yeah. That would seem to be the best thing. Anyway, uh, I, it's, a, it's a plan I like and I have endorsed. Now, uh, Blocker and Backdoor are critical of Madge Maguire. Now, this is uh, on the back of the documentary, this fabulous yes. documentary uh, that chronicles the uh, disappointment in the West Tigers in this particular season. It focuses on Madge Maguire and his tearing strip, strips off his team, shouting at them. Now, Blocker and Backdoor... Uh, who were great tigers, great, great... great yeah, yeah, uh, Tiger heroes. Tiger heroes, yes. They're critical of mad shouting at the players. He's, they, they reckon that good coaches don't shout. They say Wayne Bennett never shouts, Gus Gould never shouted, uh, Jack Gibson never shouted. Uh, great coach. I, I don't well, think... when the current coach... Uh, Bellyache his... Belly shouts to himself in the box, but I don't oh, think he yeah. shouts at the players. Stick. Stick, yeah. That's, this, where, that's, it, that's where it lets That's where does falls apart. yeah yeah it does yeah. fall a bit apart there yes yes but
1: the main problem also with this uh, brilliant expose of what it's like behind the uh, scenes at Tiger Town yes I think it's called simply the Wild Wests yes. tales from Tiger Town sports doco, mm-hmm. is that Madge swears a lot when he's he talking really? to the players
2: what blue words
1: yeah blue you know I can't oh. say I'm on radio no kush yeah, push yeah push I'm sent off yep, yep and I don't yep, want to, yep. I mean I don't want to give I, I don't Are want, these I'm, the sort I of old know. Norse terms that would make a sailor blush. Not bad. Okay. They seem to indicate, you know, yes. things that are normally done in the bedroom. Yes, okay, okay. Well, there's no need for that. No. It just
2: it demeans, I think, a coach to resort to that sort of language. Mm-hmm. There's never an excuse for it. Never at all. So it's, uh, I mean, so we do get a wonderful insight as to what's going wrong with uh, with the West Tigers, don't we? I mean, as as Backdoor and Blocker pointed out, that this shouting... Uh, the way Madge's been doing it. it should come from the leadership group in the players. The leadership yes. group. Someone in the someone in the team has got to stand up and say, "Come on, blokes, we're not doing good enough. It's not up to Madge to shout. Let's not have him shouting and using blue language. Come on, let's get in. Right. Let, let's really come on." And now I've got a tape from Adam Scott. <laughs> now I've got Adam Scott to join us. He's he's got to <laughs> give us a message. Adam, um, what do you think? I'm not go mad. Now, uh, just finally, HG. Uh, the um, I had a, uh, a a long session this week with uh, Kerry Chant and uh, the
1: the doctor that's just, uh, chief medical officer chief medical in New officer South
2: Wales. in New South Wales. Yes, yeah. and uh, with uh, Gladys Berejiklian and her team. The please no woman. Yes, the please no woman. Uh, sadly, National Rugby League Day is to be postponed. Whoa. I have uh, spoken to Brendan Nelson about it and Brendan's speech is ready. Uh, I said, Brendan, will you be able to hold it for a while? he's, Of course. Mm-hmm. He, he's That's more than right. happy to comply. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look... I, this has co- only come recently, so we haven't made any other plans yet because we don't know when the lockdown is going to conclude, <laughs> but I just don't think we can have National Rugby League Day during lockdown. No, no, I accept b- that. B- I accept that rugby league fans uh, would maintain social distancing and do all the right things when they're lining okay. the streets. I'm sure they would, but it would just give out the wrong message, I think, at the moment, encouraging people to come into the city and... And,
1: <clears throat> and your driveway solution, which I like, meaning yes. that... Families can stand at the end of their driveways. Yes. It robs so many people who don't have driveways That's right. of a chance to participate in rugby league day. That's right. And there's a difference if you're standing yeah. on the balcony. Should you have one? That's right. Then the the passing parade goes down one side of your building, which gets half the audience. That's right. But then it doesn't go down the other side yeah, of the building. I which I, I mean, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's,
2: it's intrinsically unfair. unfair. I, intrinsically unfair. I, That's no, right. No, I, I accept that actually, and, 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 and based on all the evidence and. All the consultations with, uh, with Kerry Chan and co, I, I reluctantly agreed mm-hmm. that National Rugby League Day is TBA, mm-hmm. sadly, but that's, but that's reality. I know. You've got to the time. And we've got to accept reality. We well, We're, we're, we're do. just a couple of sports broadcasters. I mean, we're, we're not epidemiologists. We we're not epidemiologists. We just understand reality as we say it and we call it as we say it. Make of that what you will.
0: The bludge is fully supportive of referees who put the game ahead of themselves and don't just blow to pull focus. <laughs> this is bludging on the blind side.
1: Now, Roy, just coming to last week's Rugby League, a total of 22 charges were dished out following round 21, resulting in 18 weeks' worth of suspensions and 13,000-plus in fines after a wild weekend on the foot. I don't know what happened. Mm. Maybe taken up with uh, Olympic enthusiasm, Mm. uh, spilled over. The charges stem from high tackles, dangerous contact, contrary conduct, crusher tackles and dangerous throws. Tensions are running high, obviously, in the NRL following relocation of the comp to Queensland. Mm. Uh, players are locked in restrictive bubbles as the race for the finals heats up. Uh, big names went. Lodge, Sims, Crichton, Corrissau, Wool, Napper, uh, Evans and Hetherington, amongst others. Um, it's not acceptable, said uh, Graham An- Annesley, head of the boss of the tribunal. Just don't have time to deal with all this rubbish. Aggression is fine. Our game is based on aggression, but it needs to be controlled aggression. Yes, that's
2: true. Fine line, isn't it? It not it its a very fine
1: line, isn't it? What we saw last weekend was a lot of incidents that weren't accidents or misjudgments they were incidents that could have easily been avoided. Hopefully the players and coaches have got the message tension at the moment teams jockeying for positions but they're not going to help their cause if they're conceding penalties losing players to the sin bin and potentially having players suspended. I mean that's so true. It
2: is true but uh but as you, uh, emotions are running high emotions. at the moment because of the uh the, the final eight you know, I know. everyone's desperate to, uh, so to play the finals.
1: Open. And the other thing I f- feed into this yeah. is the bubbles. Some players have their families with them. They do. Some players don't. Yeah. And some players are just shut in their rooms staring at walls all the, the time. Yes. Apart yeah. from when they're out That's punching. right.
2: And listening to recordings of Madge.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it
2: gives you ideas, you know, because, yeah. you know, Madge was really encouraging them to you know, go a little bit silly out there, I thought. I, I thought a couple of these uh, exhortations right. to the players
1: were… Well, on the edge. Well, right on the edge. Now, yeah. is, does the tribunal take that into account? I mean, could you mount a defence? Well, if fence?
2: I was, yeah. I, My if, coach, I, if I was a lawyer re- representing, say, Lodge or someone like that, yeah. I would say, well, look, the coach told him to do it.
1: <laughs> and the coach doesn't have any in- comeback from the tribunal or from the Well, they'd probably call the coach in. Yeah, did you tell yeah. him to did, do it?
2: Did you tell him to punch someone in the head? Oh, well, I might have. What if I did? What are you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have to listen to me, does he? Yeah, but you're his coach.
1: Oh, yeah, there's that. And you say yes or no about him playing at the club. <coughs> mm. Well, there's that too. There's that too, yeah. 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 And if he, if what happened the last time he didn't follow your instructions? You took him off. I dropped him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now... Can I come to the sad, very sad incident concerning the Corey Harila Nera? Mm. Says he's never felt left a footy field feeling so disgusted. Mm. This is after a sickening high tackle on Jerome Hughes. Oh yes, this, is, this li- is likely to rub him out for the remainder of the season. Oh
2: really? I didn't know that.
1: This is. Um, <laughs> I, I assume both players will be gone for some time.
2: Okay. This is the, the Storm player.
1: Yes, the right. Storm player. This is in a match uh, Raiders of Storm. This is storm, Thursday night. Thursday night. <sighs> now, Haria Nera was uh, has been charged with a grade three reckless high tackle for an incident which will result in a three-game suspension if he enters an early guilty plea. Wow. It doesn't get much worse than that, no, does it? it doesn't.
2: I, I think he's pleaded guilty, or I think I think he pleaded guilty at the time.
1: Should he fight the charge and lose the judiciary, the Canberra forward would be rubbed out for four matches. Yeah. Now, he said uh, though admittedly showed remorse on the field for ugly tackle on Hughes, mm. checking on the welfare of the stricken Storm Star. Mm. The New Zealand International took to social media to express his remorse, yep. revealing he broke down after being sent off. Did he really? In all my days, this is a quote, in all my days of playing this game of rugby league, I've never left the field feeling so disgusted in myself to the point where I had sat in the shed and bawled my eyes out for a good five minutes. It was more like 15 minutes. Yeah. I've seen the video. Mm -hmm. It's part of the Raiders Foxtel show. Yeah. Uh, The picture I have in my head of when I uh, first looked up after the collision of your eyes rolled back into into your head, body stiff, Ah, uh, well, he said, and being the cause of it gave me a feeling I never want to feel again, or ne- would not never want anybody else to feel.
0: Yeah.
1: What happened last night? I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, my biggest enemy. I've i I have what's coming to me when it comes to the judiciary, and I'll serve my time. I have to. All my love, bro. Hope to see you back in full health, firstly, and back on the field in no time, bro. Yeah. Now, it sounds you. heartfelt, doesn't it? It does, and yeah. very, very, very rugby league. Yes. You well, know. They, you know, the,
2: the, the judiciary might look at that and think, "Oh, yeah, well, he's go on, off you go. You'll be right. You can play next week. You've
1: yeah, you've done your you've time. Done you've, d- you've done ball your time. In your no, eyes out. That
2: balling your eyes out. That, that did that it for put, me. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. I, I think you've suffered enough. Pull them up. Pull them, them up. Go on. Get out there. Tweet. Tweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the apologetic 26-year-old rushed out of the line and clattered his team, his teammate, who was escorted from the field, dazed yeah. after the incident. Melbourne coach Billy Ake said Hughes couldn't remember anything about the game.
2: Is that right?
1: Yeah. Asked if HN deserved to be sent off, Stick said, uh, "If he has hit him in the head." but it's not in Corey's makeup to hurt someone like that. It's a collision game and he has come yeah. in very fast. It would have been an error in judgment of yeah. contact, but it's not something he would have went out to do. Ah. Now, right. that and the balling I think is enough <laughs> yes. for me. yep, yep, yep. Um,
2: well, stick could give evidence and he'd probably give evidence to that, uh, you know, that that's the direction he'd take it. You know, yeah. it's, it's not his go. Uh, you know, it was a timing thing, but lack of judgment, sure. But, you know, he, he, he's a good bloke, he's a decent fella. Uh, look at his driving record. <laughs> it's really good, <laughs> and it's not his go to kill people. No, he's not interested. In, he's not a killer. He's not a killer. No, no, I've trained no, no, killers. No, I've, tra- I've trained killers. I'm sorry, I've had a lot of them, yeah. but he's well, not one of them. No, no, he, he's a true. like just error of judgment. That's all. Error of judgment. I said that to yeah. him. Error of judgment. You know, I gave my handkerchief and he blew his nose, and I said, error of judgment.
1: Yeah, come on, buck up.
2: Yeah, buck up. Now.
1: We come to (coughs) Toby Green. Yeah. Different code. (coughs) Yes. Similar problem.
2: Yes. Well, look, Uh, I looked at the incident, HG, and all I thought was that Toby had raised his elbow and thrust it into the neck of the opposing player. Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah,
1: that's all there was. Now, can I put... It it was instinctive. Exactly. Here he comes. He saw a neck and he thought, oh! You you know as you do. Can I put you on the spot? You're there. You're not defending... Toby, you're there on the MRO, yeah. and you look at that footage and you see Dangerfield slip before the contact is made. Yeah. So danger, he might have got him in the chest that he'd been yeah, vertical. Yeah. He slides down he to where the throat is at
2: yeah, D- Dangerfield went looking for his elbow with his neck. I, I, I think that's the only way to look at it. And if I was uh, representing the grub at the tribunal, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would say this bloke. Dangerfield, he's got no a one. record. No,
1: exactly, a known slider. A he's, he's
2: a known slider, a known neck guy looking for an elbow, okay? My client. is innocent. Is innocent,
1: yeah. Now, he, there was nothing he could have done about it. No, that's right, no. that's right. Victim of circumstance. Yes. I mean, he wasn't to know Dangerfield had lined him up, lined his elbow up to have a go at it. <laughs> but that was the furthest thing in his mind. Exactly. Now. Toby Green will never be treated fairly by the AFL judiciary system because of his reputation as a thug is unshakable, according to former tough nut Stephen Baker. Okay. Now, Stephen Baker might have played, people will know this, St Kilda might have been a okay. team he played with. He was a tough nut. you a tough nut? Real he, tough nut.
2: Did the tribunal have it against him?
1: He, they did. They so did. Because he was a tough nut? Because he was a tough nut. Was he a
2: bit like Grub Green?
1: Uh, sort of like... Not um, quite as mad? <laughs> Wow. Moot point. <laughs> um, the uh, giant said the charge was wrongly graded, as you pointed out. Yeah. It was a throat looking for an elbow. Mm. Um, now, there's lots of evidence that it was sort of one thing, you know, could have been similar to other circumstances this year where the players have been let off, so why wasn't Grubb let off? And then that cuts into, well, he's got a target on his back. Yes. But uh, you'll be pleased to know that uh, Richmond Premiership coach Damien Hardwick believes the raised forearm, Mm. which saw Grubb go, uh, happens 20 times a game and is a football act. Now, this is something new, Mm -hmm. a football act. Right. As opposed to the sort of thing that might happen in the back streets of Sure. Pick any suburb across Australia. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right.
2: I I, I mean, you've been studying the game for a hell of a long time. You must have seen a lot of elbows go up in your day. I have. Every game, Uh, the elbow goes up. We used to call it the bumper bar. Yeah, bumper bar. Thank you. Mm. It's the same in rugby league. I mean, you've got elbows. You've got to bloody use them. Haven't you? (laughs) Well... I mean, what are you supposed to do with your elbows? Hide them? Well, the difficulty is... I
1: mean, there's (laughs) a
0: denial of reality here. Everyone's got an elbow. Bludging on the blind side is calling for an annual rugby league address to the nation to be delivered at dawn on National Rugby League Day, September the 8th. This is bludging on the blind side. And remember that um, National Rugby League Day.
2: We, we haven't got and a new our, date
1: We yet. don't, know. It was going to be September the 8th. It was all planned for September the 8th. The COVID hit. We didn't expect to be in uh, lockdown for so long, so people can't move around, so we've had to move it. We're completely unsure. Uh, as I understand, the please no, please no Woman will be letting this show know first when lockdown is finished and we'll be relocating Rugby League Day as soon as we can. Yeah. Now, the Olympics... What a great success it was! But uh, there seems to have been a rather unsavoury incident developed between seven commentators. Oh, really? Or a reportage of s- uh, an unsavoury incident between seven commentators: Hamish McLaughlin and Abby Gilmy. Ah, uh, Hame. Yeah, Haim. Haim the Hammer. Yeah. It appears that they don't get didn't get on. That's the accusation.
2: Why didn't they get on? And they love their
1: sport, don't they? And a lack of chemistry. It's described. Lack of as.
2: chemistry. Yes. I mean Ham gets chem- I mean he's got great chemistry with everyone? I hasn't know. He?
1: You only have to see him work with those nab kids kicking for yeah, something I don't yeah, know what they yeah, do yeah, on yeah. the sideline. I don't know if they do it anymore. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's yeah. great. He's great on the move and the gesturing, the
1: hands, pointing at the screen. Yeah. And he's got the brother who's you know, yeah, the business know. end business end he's yeah. can you know, conjured of yeah. tips and ideas. And he's got and- all the great questions. Can you take us through? True.
2: Yeah. What was going through your mind? They're, they're hard questions. They're hard questions. How, you know, bloody surreal, how surreal was it? Mm. Was it really surreal? Yeah, was it really surreal, yeah. yeah. Let, let's wind back 30 seconds. What was
1: going through your mind just, when, the, just here? When you took the turn. Yeah. And what was going through your mind then? Just take us through that. See, Joanna Griggs, Ian Huthawp and Bruce McAvaney were showered with plaudits. Well, they were great. They were great. Now, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know where it goes to from here. The posts were taken down pretty quickly as the lawyers turned up on Monday morning. Uh, well, th- what, what, because of this reportage? Well, the the, car, the item that said they didn't get on. Yes. Was, uh, that's been taken down. Yeah, that was considered actionable. Because they're denying it? They're denying it. Is the public ever allowed to see that evidence anymore? No. No, it'll never be shown. Right. Never be shown. You and I only are uh, probably the only two people on the planet with any memory of it. Right. Well... I thought
2: they got on really well.
1: Yeah, thanks. Now, the reason why they got on really well was This that is Herb's
2: granddaughter.
1: Thanks very much. Herb's granddaughter. She lineage.
2: Yeah, lineage. From I, mean, she from sport, I mean, she knows her sport, but it's in her DNA. Exactly. She may not have known that she was Herb's
1: granddaughter, but that doesn't matter. She, uh, Abby says that the gig comes with some pressure. Well, it, I mean, it's... Of course a, it comes with pressure. Pressure. Yeah, not everybody's able to do it. Anyway, she said um, uh, it had got her involved with working with a mind coach, Emma Murray. What, during the Olympics? Well, yeah, apparently. Well, with home With Hame. With a mind coach? There's one standing <laughs> alongside She just talked to Haim about exactly. it? Exactly. He knows it all. He's been there. Yeah. Anyway, Haim, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, try Take now. us through it. <laughs> anyway, the mind coach, Emma Murray, whom she thanked for being a saint and teaching me how to breathe.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that can happen. That can happen. I, I, I mean... Any sports broadcaster I've spoken to over the years, HG, there is a time, you know, the, the the first times you're doing it, you do forget to breathe. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, you get consumed and you by. Yeah, 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 and it's it's like having a plastic bag over your head. That's how I've described it. You know, when I was talking to my mind coach, they said, "What, what was it like? What, what's going on there, Roy?" Well, I said, well, "Well, well, I got on here, I got a bag over my head. What sort of bag? Well, a plastic bag. What? Well, you can't breathe. Can't breathe." Why don't you take the bag off? What?
1: Take the bag off your head. Okay, I'll try it. And how'd you go? Yeah, oh, great. Yeah, and and do you think that would be the sort of advice? <laughs> right. <don't>, I'd imagine <laughs> she'd have been given
2: similar, this is Abby, yeah, she, she'd have been given that advice.
1: Yeah, take the bag off. Take
2: the bag off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. I mean, I'm not suggesting the bag's real. The bag's no, not real. No, of course not But it's as if, it's if the, the bag, bag is yeah, real. The, that's, the psycho- that's psychology. Yeah. It's as if the bag is real. I know. I mean, there's no real bag. I mean, you can say them, no, no, you haven't got a bag on, Roy. But psychologically, I have got a bag on. And? Then that bag is just as real as any bit of plastic you're going to find anywhere.
1: And she's there with Hayme, somebody she doesn't know very well. That's right. Who probably gives to the heebie-jeebies. Yes. She's got the big screens there and Bruce waddling on every so often, pointing at people, turning around with his back to the camera. Yeah, yeah the Mr big Noel nutters. knows yeah, everything. No, yeah, that's right. Done it
2: a million bloody times, no bag on him. There's home wouldn't know a bag, wouldn't know what plastic was.
1: Now, no wonder it, it, it chokes you. It overwhelms it you. It does. You and I have had that experience. Of often. course.
2: We're we've lived through it.
1: We've lived through it.
2: Many a time you pull the bag off my head and many a time I pull the bag off your head as well, Stella.
1: That's true. I don't regret it. <laughs> and I
0: don't... Do I do resile.
1: No, thanks. From <laughs> the bag pulling. Now, having got that all out of control... Oh, Yeah just before we uh, come to this i i need to well come to this i need <clears> to point out that this program doesn't endorse any of these techniques well bat wearing no, no thanks te- no it's dangerous thanks now then we get to george <laughs> uh, tom burgess oh, yeah. who's been following uh, the techniques of uh, the wim hof technique uh, wim has built a worldwide cult following his breathing techniques oh, and exposure yeah. to extreme cold His methods promise improved concentration, immunity and health benefits and have helped Tom. He said, I've not missed a game for a few years now. I didn't know that. He's very consistent. Just a little things like looking uh, after your body go a long way. One of my mates introduced me to him and he was doing cold showers, which I thought was interesting. So I started doing that. I've always been interested in alternative theories, meditation, mind training and so on. He covers all of that. How good is this bloke?
2: He's really good, actually. Is he a bag puller? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He he can recognise when, uh, when people are struggling with the psychological bag, as I call it, or he called it, not me. What would I know? Um, but uh, one, once you appreciate and get a sense of the bag, once you know what it is and you can identify it, the identification is the it's solution. It's the big problem. Yeah, yeah, That's, that's right. That's absolutely once, once right. You've fu- once you've found the problem... Mm. You know, once you know what it is, yeah. it's like unspecified anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you recognize what it is, it evaporates, it tends, it, it tends, it tends to, to, go. to go away. Yeah. You know, so, so I, I would, you know, I'm happy to phone Abby at some stage and say to her, Look, how you going? Is the bag still there? And I'm happy for her to say, What are you talking about? Now, you know, and fair enough.
0: Yeah, That's
1: great. Because th- but you've seeded the idea. That's all you have to do. Yes. Now, before we come to the first fat of the afternoon, yeah. you alerted me to the mm. Tom Burgess problem years ago yeah. when you said that Blake's got a bag on his head. Why is he? I doing- did. Yeah.
2: I did. Because he was having breathing difficulties. He was. And athletes at this level HG often do forget to breathe. Yeah. Now, I mean it seems impossible to the ordinary person in the street who's breathing normally. But put them in this extraordinary situation. You know, grab someone out of a bus, put them in front of a microphone and get them to talk about sport. What they're going to find is there's going to be a bag around their
0: Space. China. Rugby League. Australia. Join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the grey funnel webs on Mars for the Volandes Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures hung bludging on the blind
1: side. Uh, yes, you're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved, text wise, That's 0467920222. Or old style, <laughs> RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have Roy.
2: Uh, yeah, Will from uh, Mount Riverview on the text edge, She's saying that um, uh, further to Gus's brilliant idea of the lower grade summer competition, surely this could be played exclusively at Watford Oval. Uh, the teams can be housed at the Lithgow Workmen's Club, meals served in the bistro, and a <laughs> win win. Lithgow's temperate climate is perfect for a rugby league. Well, that's arguable. Yes,
1: that's what hap- arguable. what happens in summer? Doesn't it get hot there oh, during does. the day?
2: Oh, yeah, mm. it can get blindingly hot. But mm. um, anyway, uh, but it would be a, mean, a way of keeping people, I suppose, quarantined from the, uh, from the uh, larger community because uh, the the people of Lithgow would certainly monitor their movements and make sure they didn't...
1: Bump into a regular yeah. league player. Yeah, got it.
2: Now, uh, this comes from Noah. He says, uh, <coughs> do you think that if the murderer and his brother Haim swap positions, anyone would notice? No. I don't think they
1: would. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. And uh, I've got to say, is it, it would be a moot point who was more knowledgeable. See, if the, if the murderer was talking about AFL, you'd probably yeah, get a better on. result... Yep. Whereas Hame, I think, has a bit more all rounder because of his work. Oh, with, yeah, he's with
2: been exposed to different, different sports, sports. Yes, in, in a Not way that, that Gillen hasn't.
1: No, that's true. Yeah, but but it would be an interesting case vis-a-vis the rugby. Uh, sorry, the plastic bag on the head. Yes, because uh, you'd expect the murderer, even though he's obviously had a lot of media training. Well, he has, you know, be put in the. But blind do you think he'd spot. feel
2: the stress if he had to stress. engage with Abby the way Hammer mm. did?
1: Or Bruce.
2: Or Bruce even, yeah, yes. Yeah,
1: You know, how yeah. does he respond? You know, yeah. all of a sudden does he get tongue-tied? Sure. The paper bag – sorry, the paper bag, no one's saying that. Yeah, the plastic yeah yeah, bags yeah, 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 yeah. A-
2: anticipating where to top the, stop the yeah, screen for Bruce, mm. that sort of stuff. All he, those he'd skills. He probably struggle with those skills and feel a little bit awkward on the set where he's got to move around and be where the camera is, you know what I mean? There are a lot of things you've got to think about mm. when you're walking around a set like that with screens mm. and mm. moving cameras and you've got Bruce standing there and – you don't want to look awkward. You want it to look natural. You don't want to look silly. You don't want to look silly. You don't want to exactly. make to make Bruce look silly. No, you don't, well, no, 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 no. no. And away. more than that, I mean, it's up to Hammer or Ham to make Abby look better, to make her feel relaxed. And it's up to Abby as well to, to make, make Haim, Haim look, look good. good. You know, that that's what you've got to drill down, drill, get into, into these them. people. That, that's what directors mm. have got to do. Mm. They've got to get those two aside and say, look, Abby, it's in your interest for Ham to look good. Is it? Yes, and it's in Hamish. It's in your interest. The way you make you know how you make Bruce look good. Do I? Yes, you do. Anyway, now this has come from Darren.
1: Hi, Darren. Yeah,
2: he says, uh, "Happy rugby league. Supporting rugby league is a life of disappointment." Oh, he says, "Can the man of feathers report back to the Bludge with answers to the following?"
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One. Why Parramatta have not won a comp since 1986,
1: 35 years? Well, that's why I asked my every comments an hour ago. Uh-huh. I mean, it's top, and front and centre in my mind.
2: Number two, why Canberra have not won a comp since 1994, 27 years? Three, why Cronulla went without winning a comp for 49 years? Four, why South went without winning a comp for 43 years? Five, why Auckland haven't won a comp in 26 years? These numbers are disturbing. Well, they are, aren't they?
1: When you set it out like well, that. When you
2: set it out like that, just yes. in bold facts like that, yeah. something is going wrong, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean,
2: it's not being spread no. around. No. Yeah, much Absolutely. as we, we might like to think, oh, well, there's an evening up. Well, there's no evening up. No. And the the if same. anything, it's been exacerbated this By year. storm. We've got storm, then a hell of yep. a lot of daylight. Penrith. Then Penrith, hell and of a lot of daylight. daylight
1: roosters or yeah. rabbits might be in or there. Or manly. Yeah, with a bit of pink. And then a
2: hell of a lot of daylight. And then,
1: that's been the same for some time. Yeah. And uh, can I... I don't know what we do about it. Can I just say, you know, the Volandes, the man of feathers, uh, is pleading for the clubs to expand the number of... to agree to expand the number of competition. But I get the feeling that Volandes isn't going to be happy with one team (sighs) because that doesn't do much to a TV deal, does it? No, it it doesn't. And never mind how shithouse the new clubs are. Yes. We've got plenty of shithouse clubs already. Yes. I'm sorry, it's starting to sound like, uh, you You're starting to sound
2: like Madge, but... But I, 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 understand, I, I appreciate your passion and I think listeners will appreciate your passion as well, actually. I, I'm wondering if um, we somehow divide the storm up into two teams. They've got to – you see what I mean?
1: I understand what you're saying.
2: And they bring them back to the pack. I mean, they've got to play their flag team or something.
1: Or give half or to give the firecrackers. Or give half to the, yeah. Give one half to the firecrackers, another half to the outboard motors, yes. and then you've got to start again and That's see how right. you go.
2: That's right. And they're only allowed to use Bellamy once a month because he's off coaching other teams for the other three weeks. Do. Well, there's a start. I mean, at least we're coming up with a policy now, aren't we? Uh, now, this is interesting. Well, it might be interesting. I'm not sure. This has come from Richard. He says, uh, if you look at the attached clipping from today's Adelaide Advertiser, former MasterChef star Callum – oh, yes, I remember Callum, yeah – is opening a new restaurant in Adelaide called Eleven. Oh. I didn't want to bring this bloody Eleven business up anymore. Any idea
1: what, what he's serving?
2: No, no, but he, he I think he likes using truffle oil and saffron and – Oh, uh, <laughs> you've learned a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure. And he's, has, good, he's good with seafood and he likes experimenting.
1: Now, has he had he, he'll, a... Reason?
2: He'll, you know, you might think, well, flathead and licorice.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. And he'll, give, he'll give that a go. Yeah, with, as a foam.
2: Uh, well, as a, as a foam or as an entree or as a dessert or for all three courses just in different ratios. Now, <laughs> you know...
1: How's he going opening it at this particular time? Oh, I mean? it'd
2: be difficult, I suppose. Although, how is right. South Australia going?
1: Well, they're very strict with their strict. lockdowns and yeah. they keep people out and so they might be able to keep going. And any news from people who have been there? Is no, your correspondent? no, no.
2: I don't know when it's opening, HG. I don't know. Mm. Someone will let us know, though. Someone's going to go and try that Flathead and Licorice. And,
1: and is he one, one like. of the first of the... No, lots
2: no. of them have got... Yeah, restaurants. Restaurants and cafes, yes. Yeah. Most of them do. Uh, now, H.G. Uh, what have I got here? Just bear with me. Now, this has come from Brendan. He says, uh, "Is high jumper Nicola McDermott related to Craig McDermott?" Oh, I don't think so. No, I've not seen. I that. think That's... he's got a couple of bloke, couple of kids play cricket. Right, a couple of boys. I think A couple he... of McDermott boys play cricket. First class Could be cricket.
1: cousin or could something be a cousin. Like could that. be a, a new... distant or relative. Or he could be a great uncle. Yes. Because yes. Because he'd be getting on a bit now, Craig I suppose he in. would, yeah. I suppose he would. Do that again and you're on the next plane home. That's back. right. That that Craig McDermott, yeah. And his second question, does
2: she train by jumping over doors?
1: Yes. Well, now, this is the Colbert uh, position, it isn't is. it? Yeah. You know, he asked you, imagine, mm. how big's a door mm. that she's... Or how tall is a door, yeah. How how high is two metres? Yes. And he said, well, imagine a door. Imagine a door, jumping well, over know, a door. Well, you know, Green shoots at the Olympics. I mean, I saw... During this week, I would have seen 15 doors set up and people trying to jump over them. Me too, me too. It was just amazing. People had ripped them out of of their houses. houses.
2: Yeah, in a lot of parks at the moment, HG, just... uh, Doors are set up. I think the local councils doing it. Yes, yes. And with little kids, you know, having a go. Mm. Uh, Often, you know, smashing their heads on the the top of the door or... I'll tell you what I saw. You've got to take the
1: knob off because the that catches that you on catches, the way yeah. yeah ruins the approach Does. and one thing i saw was a kid with a trampoline out oh, yeah. there and he was getting a lot of height really and over the door right uh, he was you know, leaping out the door thing. from the trampoline what was he landing on was there a no a, he was just a, landing on the sand on you know the there's sand. a bit of a sand oh, yeah. pit, you know oh, that's no right. not not a flop mat like they have at the olympics no but he was uh, leaping into mind the sand mind you
2: it wouldn't hurt for local councils to put in a flop mat if they're going to put in the door Put in a flop mat as well on the Uh, other side. No, no, no trouble. Wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't, no. And, you know, people think, oh, well done, council. Yeah. Yeah, At least they're doing something. Something right. Yeah. Have you seen that flop mat down there? Yeah. Mm. Uh, This has come from Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. He says, happy Olympics. Oh, yes. Now, (laughs) he says, be water, documentary based on the teaching of Bruce Lee, and be water, my friend, the teaching of Bruce Lee book by his daughter, Shannon Lee. I cannot find a review of said doco and book. Have either of you had a chance to see or read either one? And if so, how do you rate it? I've included a quote from the internet below. Quote, ''Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless like water. You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend.'' Right, that does ring
1: a, a you know...
2: It does, does it? ring a bell. It does. But can I just say, though, that that's all well and good, but that's not going to help Madge Maguire. He could say all that stuff as much as he
1: likes in the dressing room at West Tigers. It's not going to work. Well, can I point out also that everybody has a plan until they're punching the head. They do. And that's where I, that's they do say they, that. And
2: imagine yourself when you're punching the head as water is not going to help. Now... On this It's matter, not. On I, this man. I mean, I'm sick of these gurus, these so-called bloody smart, bloody I've got the answer type people who put out books saying, oh, yeah, well, you've got to be watered, just to think I watered. Well, it's
1: rubbish. Now, on the upside, yes. can I point out that uh, the Fist of Fury, yes. uh, first released in 1972, they uh, the uh, people in uh, Western Australia, the southwest corner of Western Australia, yeah. the First Nations people, have redubbed that into da Okay. Into First Nation language. Great idea. Great idea. Just, I don't quite, not quite sure why, yeah. but uh, it was a fist of fury. I can't picture it. It was uh, set in 1930s Shanghai. The film deals with racial injustice, grief, and revenge, yeah. with Lee's character, Chen Zen, delivering yes. an almighty flying kick to the throat of colonialism. So it's got a kind of kind politics built into it, yes. which people in that area would, uh, you know, be familiar with. Sure. And uh, noongandar, so it'd be worth keeping an eye out for that. Okay, well, that is very good. Now, just on the text here, HG, uh, Bob from
2: Bathurst wants to know is if Justin Langer is related to Alfie Langer.
1: Oh, I don't think so. We're not a family tree we're, operation, we're not. We're, I mean, this is there's be internet sites that would answer these questions very quickly, yeah. and they're fairly accessible and they don't charge you the, nothing. They, they are, they are, but I mean, in the end. You know, it's a f- Maybe back in the day... Like 400,000 years maybe ago. Maybe 50 or 60 generations back.
2: <laughs> you know? I, I don't know where the Langers originally came from, whether they're, they're in English, whether they're Nordic, whether they're
1: Gaelic. Again, second cousins Again, once removed. Yeah. I mean, Langer's not an uncommon name. No, it's
2: not uncommon. No, it's not. No, I, I'd be very... I'd, I'd be surprised if they were closely related very surprised that's it for the <laughs> email sorry
1: hg that's all right i was expecting a big finish but yeah, not yeah no. Yeah, well, that's a,
2: that's a, as big as it's going to get you know alfie langer and justin langer
0: <laughs> bludging on the blind side respects the mores and values of rugby league here week in and week out more than any other program this is bludging on the blind side
1: uh, you're listening to the Bludge on the Blind Side, and uh, big story this week concerns the Magic Boxing Round, which we've alluded to already. And Paul Gallen says he's he's hoping to unearth you know more talent who wants to get into the ring now.
2: Well, I think this is a good idea because you'd have to say the Docky Circuit is looking a little towards the pensioner end of the demographic, isn't it? We, we need new blood in there. I mean, Gal's great.
1: Mm. Um, but he's not young. I mean, I'm not knocking him for that. But can I just ask a couple of things here? Yeah. Get you. Do you feel as though the uh, donkey circuit is attracting people who want something more from rugby league, which it can't give them now because of the new edicts? I think so. And so they're seeking it elsewhere? I think so. And how does this square with head office oh. saying, well, we don't want to have people with concussion, uh, obviously as a result of rugby league, they're yeah. ticketed players going away and finding sources of concussion elsewhere. They are. Uh, they now are. we come to. They are.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we've made this point before, HG. When is the HIA going to be introduced to boxing? Exactly. I mean that that's got to happen, and I, you know I, I've discussed this with uh, with medical people. Uh, they just shrug. Mm. There, there's no there's no rule here. There's no mm. law. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's, there's, there's an element of lawlessness in boxing which I suppose attracts a lot of people who like who, operating on the fringes of the law. Who
1: thought that rugby yes. league would be the thing for them, a sport for them, to give them what exactly. they need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because so, some people do enjoy hitting people. Yeah. You know, I've discussed this with Jared Weir Hargraves. He loves it. <laughs> and that that's fine. And it's really frustrating for a bloke like him, a natural hitter, you know, born with the need to hit. Um, it's frustrating for him that the game's changed so I much. know, and left him behind. And, and left him behind, Or swerved yes, around him, yes, really. yeah, yeah. Now. Made it awkward for him. Make it, you know, he can't be his normal self anymore. He can't be natural out there. No. Anymore.
1: No. And, th- and that hurts. So he come to this... Uh, What's being described here is a magic boxing weekend in November.
2: Magic boxing weekend,
1: right? This would be outside. Is this in Brisbane or in? In Brisbane, I think. Brisbane, good. Yes. So what's happening is no limit boxing is putting it on. No limit? Yeah, no limit. I think it's a, you know, marketing. Whoa, what does that mean? No limit. What? what?
2: Do your age? Do your weight? Oh, yeah.
1: Of course, all those things. You know, we'd have uh, jockeys fighting heavyweights. Good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's always funny. (laughs) Especially if the heavyweight connects.
2: Yeah. Now, well, uh, that's what people loved about Rugby League was the opportunity for a big bloke to hit a <laughs> little bloke. You know, that's what drew a lot of people in. That's what people wanted to see. That I you want you to see the big man hit a
1: little bloke. Yeah, where do I go,
2: Rugby League? Here yeah. I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Darcy Lusick is uh, lining up, manly prop. Uh, Darcy Lusick is uh, in. He? Yeah, he's in and Chris Walker's in. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't believe that this is not being Walker's involvement is not just sheer promotion because Gal comes out and says Walker is laughable. Laughable? S- it's laughable. This is Walker. Yeah. As in Gal's, you know, trash Gal's talking. talking it up. Yeah.
2: Trash talking him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like Walker's rubbish. Thanks. Seriously, I'll fight him and I'll give him ten-punch head start. Now, I don't know whether he means ten punches to the head because Gal. I guess Gal- he does. <laughs> That would be have to be tough as teak to come back from ten straight well, punches.
2: Well, mind you. We've seen him. We've seen him under pressure, Gal, haven't
1: we? He goes for the toes. He, do- he? <laughs> he does. That's right. The the lower foot. Yeah. Now uh, he can throw ten punches before I throw one. Mm. Josh uh, Aloai. Uh, I do a lot of training and sparring with him and his team. I've helped the teammates prepare for multiple fights, and they've helped me. It's probably a fair bit of advantage to know they're, you know, them inside out. I've shown him the last three fights I'm not scared to fight anyone. If the deal is right, I'll be there, i.e. a million bucks. Is that wh- because oh, I think that's what okay. he got for the hunus fight.
2: Yeah, Gal did. Gal did. Yeah. So Gal's guaranteed a million every time, but yeah. the other – the bloke is fighting.
1: Next to nothing.
2: Next to nothing, yeah. So
1: they're doing it for promotion. They are. Yeah, they're taking on Gal. Big yeah. Gal. And look what's happened to Hooney. I know. <laughs> that's right. That was worth Play, it, wasn't it? Played over hands. Yeah. Now, he says, in the, the November fight will be uh, Darcy Lusick's, as far as I know, first. Mm. Uh, we've got to so get So that's through.
2: Gal v. Lusick. That's penciled in.
1: Yeah, that's penciled in. Now, Good. I'll tell you what, Lusick does need a name, a ring name. Lusick won't work in the ring. It's not going to work in the ring. So, you, you know, yeah. Stool v. Lusik.
2: What about lose, nut losing? <laughs> Perfect. <That's>, that'll work.
1: <laughs> lose, uh, we've just got to get through this COVID period and start sparring again. Yep. It seems all these rugby league players putting their hands up to have a crack at me. Good on them, says yep. Gal. Good. But I'll be in there to hurt them. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a lot of chat. Uh, Gal and hotly pursued by two leading promoters, the No Limit. Uh, the biggest selling pay per views, Timmy Zoo, and uh, it was uh, Lonergan and Rose. I like them both, great guys. Lonergan uh, helped me earn my most I've ever made one fight. Matt's uh, paid um, more over me, more over fights than anyone I've said from the start. I'm a prize fighter, and both guys have looked at me, so looked after me. Yeah. So it's a hell of a it's a hell of a thing to get going. The magic boxing round. How do you see the format working though? Gal on every day against, against somebody.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it is looking a little gal centric, isn't it?
1: Well, he's got three. The magic three. round. I mean, okay. Is there
2: any talk of Walker taking on uh, Loose, Loose nut.
1: nut? There will be. There will be. And you've got toast. And what about,
2: what, yeah, what about Sonny, Sonny and, Bill? And is Sonny noodles. Bill's, is Sonny Bill looking for Luchik or? I think he is. Or Walker. Well. And who's Walker looking for? Is Walker looking for,
1: for <laughs> <Gow>. <laughs> noodles? <laughs> or, or, yeah, noodles. Well, the still, I mean, there's so many questions here. I tell and, you, he's
2: been quite noodles, hasn't said much, Very, very
1: quiet. Is he still on the circuit officially? Noodles? Well, I think he might be. Right. Now, I hope he is. Can I just say, mm. h- how's this going to be promotable? You know, I mean, gals. It promotes
2: like, itself, doesn't it? Magic well, round, magic oh, boxing. So, yes, yes, Magic I, boxing. Okay. Well, what, right. what else have you got to say? Uh, nothing. I, I mean, I'm there already. We're um, in lockdown, and but I hopefully, Walker and loose walk I hope the, the state government will see sense and allow us. You know, Class A citizenship because we're interested in the magic round.
1: Now, of course, the thing is is that magic round in rugby league was such a hit. It was a hit. Uh, it was. That was the year they changed the rules, the yeah. day they changed the rules. Yep. And I think they had a great result at the tribunal, something like 40 people sent to the tribunal for right. both games. That's right. That's, that's what that's right. we're hoping for here.
2: That's what we are <clears> hoping for here and I would like to imagine actually there would Same be call. some... Yeah, Suncorp, obviously, but there would be some aspect that would make it magical. For example, for anyone who wants to... Have a swing. Yeah. If bring you think, the shorts there'd and the gloves. There'll be a lot of people who have someone in the family who you can find, he's a terrific fighter. Well, let's find out. Let's put him in the DC. Let's put him in the donkey circuit. You just, all you need to get into the ring is bring your own gloves. Mm. It's f- And fab- that could be f- fabulous because you don't know who you're going to get. Out of the crowd comes, you know, Uncle Les... <laughs> from Longreach. <laughs> oh, yeah. here's Liz, Liz. Liz. Who are you taking on? I'm, I'm taking on Loose Nut. Loose Nut
1: in one corner, in and, the blue, and, and, and uh, from you know, Longreach. Yeah, White unknown, White unknown, <laughs> <laughs> Liz. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well,
2: who wouldn't want to watch that? <laughs>
0: I am a rugby league mother who loves rugby league and rugby league values. I listen to bludging on the blind side, where truth always triumphs.
1: Now, Roy, just speaking on boxing, and uh, we come to uh, the uh, well, the greatest moment in Australian boxing in about five decades, and that was, of course, uh, Garsides, Harry Garsides, Immortal bronze. Uh, he came back. He's proud of himself uh, how he conducted himself. Oh. He didn't realise that Spike Cheney was our last medal winner in 1988. Who was a long thought... time ago, isn't it? No, no. D- it's way before he's born. Yeah, he'd have to look up vision of it. 88. Yeah. They were 88. Great, a great Olympics for Australia. A were. great Olympics all round. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who would have thought a boy from Lilydale would win bronze at the? uh, Olympics outside, you know, obviously Melbourne, for those who don't know the area. No matter how big I get in boxing, I never want to lose myself. I'm learning to love every aspect of myself and that's something I struggled with when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I wasn't good enough and that there was half a reason why I'm here to try and prove that I'm good enough. Right. I'm finding out new things about myself every day. I'm learning, learning to love myself for who I am. Yes. These are great skills. These are great, great lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I am and if that means expressing myself a little bit, I don't mind. Yeah, he sported painted nails and uh, also considered wearing a dress to the medal ceremony. But right. uh, he got a, a, a hero gram from Grant Hackett, who sent him a message before the semi. But it's his fascination with ballet that's intrigued a lot of reporters in Tokyo. He finds parallel with boxing's and hopes one day to perform on the stage, not just in the rehearsal studio. That's his dance right. work. Obviously, okay. he's already out of the studio in the boxing. I honestly yeah. learned so much from ballet. It's really tough. I'm always sore the next day. Great challenge there are so many similarities with boxing and the, the structure the discipline my teacher pulls me up all the time um, <clears throat> he uh says i really enjoy it i want to continue after boxing one day i'll do a performance i'm not just good enough yet now he's hoping that um has some work to do on his uh, Minecraft boxing he hopes to get to paris he moves like he's described here as moving like a lotus in the ring and carries his hands very low these are criticisms yeah. of him uh, and makes him certainly an awkward but also makes him hit-able. hittable. So he's yeah. got very awkward moves but yeah. very hittable.
2: So he's unpredictable, <clears throat> Issue You don't know whether, whether – Correct. So the gloves are going to be coming from below. Yeah. Yeah. So Cruise Well, that had, can be off-putting to a lot of people.
1: Well, Cruz had no issues uh, l- landing yeah. some crisp, you know, obviously punches on the gas side, bonds early. He took some heavy shots in the third round. Yes. Serious trouble. But he said, um, you know, apart from the uh, – Apart from those, he can't wait to get to back to uh, his ballet and for the, con- the teacher to continually rib him about chewing gum, poor posture. He says, I love it. They know I'm pretty different and do things strangely. They just accept me for who I am. Can yeah. I come to the nub of this? Mm-hmm. Ballet dancers, it's a tough gig. It is. It's a tough gig. Mm. You only have to realise that you're doing Spartacus <laughs> one night, you're doing the Nutcracker the next night, you're doing Sleeping Beauty the next night, you've got to dance for hours on end, you've got to pick up people often way heavier than you, you've got to throw them around, you've got to catch them. It is a tough gig. And the difficulty is some people don't de- know when to stop it. Yeah. So they injure themselves and mm. the injuries take ages to get over. They do. I want to remember seeing a show mm. where the uh, principal danced over a drawing pin early on. Oh, dear. And uh, trail blood from the feet throughout the rest of the performance. Kept going. Kept going. Kept going. It is a tough gig. It It it, is. I would put it on a par with boxing. I'd put it on a par with rugby league and fitness. In fact, ballet dancers would be more flexible and Mm. probably pound for pound, if that's a meaningful term, Mm. you know, stronger than rugby league players. Mm.
2: Well, arguably, (coughs) HG, I I, I remember um, uh, one stage, I I did get interested in uh, ballet for fitness. Mm-hmm. And I uh, spent a little time with a Panoff ballet company mm-hmm. with uh, Australia's principal dancer at the time, Garth Welsh.: Yeah Garth Welsh. Welsh. could not he move? He could move beautifully.: a, a, jumps. a very strong fellow. Mm, uh, but, strong. Uh, but the Panoffs were strong as well. I mean that they were incredibly competitive with their dancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I found it very useful in terms of building up <clears throat> what we call core strength. Core
1: strength,
2: yes. Uh, and g- getting to understand yourself and understand your body a little bit more, understand what's possible and what isn't, uh, pushing the bounds of flexibility. Flexibility. P- pushing the bounds of strength, um, knowing what your core strength can deliver to you, how core strength helps you think clearly, uh, finding a relationship between the mind and the brain. Mm. A lot of people think, oh, well, isn't the mind your brain? No, it's not. Mm. The brain's an organ. Mm. You know, the mind is that elusive thing mm. that sits inside mm. the brain. Mm. <clears throat> you know, so a lot of these things were, were made clear to me. And I came out um, <clears throat> a little bit rugby league rusty, but it came back very quickly uh, as, a, as a result of that work. And I've always recommended to uh, to players who want to take their rugby league seriously, learn to dance. Oh!
0: This is episode 927 of Songs of Praise and Glory the hymns of rugby league. This week's selections by Craig Belliake Bellamy are heard in living stereo on bludging on the blind side.
2: And uh, Roy we so, someone to... saw sorry. gal sorry H on the texty someone saw gal trotting on the esplanade. At Cronulla a week or two ago. Was he allowed to? He said he looked puffed out. But well, I wouldn't have taken him on,
1: he says. <laughs> he could have been training with his plastic bag on his head. Maybe. You know, with that breathing technique. Well, Gal always looks puffed out. He does. Because he he he's does. got no breathing technique. No. Indeed. Indeed. No. I, I, I put that down to having the plastic bag on while you are training. Maybe. Uh, now, we come to uh, Parramatta. Oh, Parramatta. The uh, Parramatta has had a gutful of criticism and losing. (laughs) Well, they're not alone, are they? They're not, no. How many years is it? Mm. 86, was that it? You know, Gutherson, the skip, uh, has, uh, you know, said the speculation over Brad's future, over his future, over Ryan Madison's future, over, you know, Mitchell Moses' future just does their head in. They've drawn a line in the sand and we need to perform because words are cheap. Oh, yeah, words are cheap. So, we're not here on the Gold Coast, this is Gutho, uh, for a holiday. We're here to do a job. Is Uh, that right? Is that mm, their view now? mm,
2: Revealing paramount. Who gave them the impression that they were there on a holiday? Well, they did. What, has somebody accused them of just being there on a holiday? I think so. Well, that's how they look to me when they play (laughs) just there for a bloody holiday. And they've been on a holiday for (laughs) 35 (laughs) bloody
1: years, (laughs) haven't they? They That club. They have. Par- Paramedics have spoken about making a statement against Manly for each other, family, friends, and for all the Western Sydney st- uh, Western Sydney people struggling in lockdown.
2: Oh, well, that'll be a surprise. That'll be a surprise to everyone, won't it? Yeah, well, they're all... going to try this week. Is that what he's saying?
1: Well, Gutho, uh, you know he's off contract, but anyway, uh, the million dollar, jo- you know, the million dollar. Where's offer, Gutho going to go? Well, I don't know. Obviously, that's why. Uh, you know the contract numbers out there. They're trying to make it hard for us. There, when you're down, they try to take you down further. That's to do with the white handing them saying, "Oh, Guffo's on the move for a million bucks." And they're
2: only up there uh, on a in On a holiday, I haven't. But thought they're fair criticisms, actually. I mean, when you haven't won a trophy in thirty-five years, some serious questions have got to be asked. Holiday, they? Holiday. holiday,
1: yeah. I haven't thought... The of Transit
2: it. Lounge. I mean, it used to be in the suburbs there was the mm-hmm. Transit Lounge where people would just go there and get a lot of money to do nothing but park their bot for 12 months,
1: do nothing. Well, now it's Parramatta, isn't it? Well, look, this is... The problem is that they've got Gutherson and Matheson mm-hmm. uh, plus uh, Papalili, Lee, Lee, Dylan Brown, Reed Mahoney, Junior Paolo, Mataro, Nicori. N- On N-Core, paper, it looks like a good team. All off contract.
2: Oh, dear. Who let that happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Brad, Brad Arthur. I suppose so, or the hierarchy. Deciding which players to keep a complicated juggling act. Mm -hmm. Madison said the side's focus was on their season, which had reached a point where something needed to change quickly. Now, can I point out, I've established some time ago the five levels or it might be six levels of football grief. Mm. So you start off with we're going to step up. Yeah. We're going to back ourselves. Yeah. We're going to have a good hard look at ourselves. Yeah. We've got to make a statement. Yeah. We've drawn a line in the sand, but there's no need to press the panic button. Yeah. Now, they've been through all of those. They have.
2: They've exhausted that list. I mean, 30 years ago, they exhausted that list.
1: The line has been drawn in the sand, and we know why we want to start winning games. To be honest, we want to make a statement to ourselves, a statement for all Western Sydney back home, a statement to our family. I've sort of gone through this already.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much bigger than
1: Brad. It's It's much bigger than Brad. (laughs) It's for the fans at home. Oh, God. Somebody that's going to turn around this week, and we're playing... We're, as a playing squad, we've been speaking about it, and our actions need to change. We have to. Well, they've yeah. been speaking about it. What the team? What they suddenly realised?
2: They look at the scoreboard, have they, and decide, "Hey, we're not winning." That's right. We, we haven't been winning for a long time. Mm. When did we last win something? Thirty-five years 35 ago. Thirty-five years ago. Oh bloody hell! We better get before started. I was
1: born. Yeah. You mean we haven't won nothing since I was born? No. Nope. That's the difficulty, isn't it? When you said it like that, none of these players have sensed victory. Mm. They don't know what victory is,
2: HG. Do see, they? Someone's got to show them what victory means. Mm. Maybe if they got on a bus when they're allowed, and went down to have a look at the storm training and
1: and see them and see see what they do. Yeah, see what their culture is. Yeah. it's a winning culture. It's been a tough couple of weeks up here, but we're the only ones who can fight our way out of it. Now this is the difficulty. I don't want them revved up too much, no. and they go silly and they do the the other lad, the New Zealand well, lad. N- n- next thing the you know, they're going to
2: be at the tribunal and you know. or
1: blubbing in the rooms for yeah. five minutes. Uh, after any loss, uh, pointing fingers, try to pinpoint what's wrong. But Brad's been here with us for the eight years, with us as a team. We're going in the right direction. It's just about getting a win on the board and all that will go away and we're the only ones who can change it. Oh, good luck. Oh,
2: man. That's now, desperate, isn't it? It's
1: desperate. I'll give you an idea how desperate That
2: it is. is absolutely bloody desperate. I hate that sort of talk. Okay. You don't hear that talk coming out of Melbourne, do you? No.
1: Or Western, you they, they or Western <laughs> Tigers. You just get that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah, <You're> look at that. <laughs> that's right. Work. Now, this is, I'll, give, I'll give you an idea of how desperate it is. Mm. He's 28 years old and was on the tools not long ago. But now, Makase Makatoa, mm. the King of the New South Wales Cup, will fulfil a lifelong dream when he makes his belated NRL debut against Manly tonight. Oh, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> this is... This is a beautiful story. Before heading to Queensland. Now, remember, of course, we've broken... Wow,
2: this is, this is his debut
1: at 28. 20, yeah. And the, what's he been doing up until now? Wait a minute, we'll get to that. He's the fourth oldest player to debut. Yes. In other words, there's three ahead of him.
2: Yeah. And he's re- not been living in a paddle beat as well.
1: In a sick bay with a... with a Really? Yeah. What,
2: living in the truck mm. that's being paddle beat, waking up every morning with a bloody mallet on the door? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, he's heading to Queensland as part of... Parramatta's bubble, yeah. he was working as a scaffolder, then a building apprentice. Yep. Uh, and before that as a scaffolder, same job. <laughs> scaffolder,
2: <laughs> building apprentice, then back sca- to the scaffolding.
1: While juggling duties as a linchpin in the Eels reserve grade side. Right. Linchpin. Mm-hmm, good. Okay. Now, he's been winding, he's, it's been a winding path. Mm. He spent time at Canberra, Canterbury in their systems, churning through 119 reserve grade games since 2014. Yes. And there you begin to worry, don't you? You do. For the obvious you reason, it's no one stays a a reserve. Reason. Yeah, reserve yeah. grade all that time. No,
2: but he must love his rugby league. Oh, though. he loves if his he rugby, rugby league. Up,
1: yeah, it's of oh, course. I
2: mean, can you imagine the driving the bloke? I mean, <laughs> got the pressure from families. Who where, who are you playing with? them?
1: yeah, what that's you right. I'm right. yeah.
2: oh, mm. in mean the reserves. Oh, yeah. you're where in with? the
1: reserves. Oh, well done. Went with. Now, he's been in England. He played in second division. Second division, great. That would be a good level in England. Featherstone Rovers. Featherstone Rovers? Yeah, but all those days on the. stories. I know. All those days on the tools, the afternoons plugging away in the second tier will play off when he runs out, obviously. Did he get any scavelling work when he was there at Featherstone? I think (laughs) think (laughs) so. He would. He's a bit of a bowler, says Guthrie. (laughs) Bowler?
2: After 150,000 games in reserve grade, he's suddenly a bowler?
1: Where does this bloke get off? He's been to a lot of clubs in the past few years and was great in the cup last year. He's come here, he's put his head down and worked hard. He's slept in the van, <laughs> woken up in the morning by the panel beaters. Brad's <laughs> awarded him. He gives all those kids and those people on the fringe another view and you make it... You can make it if you're working hard. That's what he's. Oh, I see. Brad's saying to the kids out there. Yes. Look, you can make it. Yeah. Stick with it. Yeah. You never know when the wheel's going to, the fickle finger of fate's going to be pointing at you. Yeah. He was working, coming into training every day in the afternoons all year until we came up here. McToe is no token inclusion. uh, Before the New South Wales Cup was cancelled this week, he had been the best forward in the competition, if not the best player overall. Right. He's leading the league in metres. His metres gained, is he? Yep. Total uh, total runs and total uh, contact metres and he's averaging an impressive 174 per game. He's a powerhouse. A powerhouse. Says, says Ryan, a bolting powerhouse. <laughs> Ryan Madison, mm. who's played alongside him in the Cup. He's oh, full yeah. Of, he's full of brute strength and aggression and that's something we'll focus, to, you know, he hopes to bring to the game tonight. Whoa. He's been around, he's more experienced, et cetera.
2: Well, it's up to Des now to try and nullify n- this bloke, isn't
1: it? It, it is. He's
2: going to be scratching his head. What does this bloke bring in? What is he? A power out. What is he? Boulder. Boulder. How many yards? 174. How many reserve grade games? <laughs> First and where? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you wouldn't oh,
2: say they were clutching oh, at straws, oh, would you? Oh, man. I know. They are know. really in trouble, aren't they? <laughs>
0: I am a Rugby League mother who is proud to be associated with the Rural and Regional Anzacs and their quest for recognition in the NRL. My question is, what is the NRL scared of?
1: Uh, Roy, uh, look, we don't get much of a chance to swing the focus onto the Bledisloe Cup, so now might be as good a chance as any. Yes, uh, we're back in the House of Pain tonight after yep. the incredible performance by the Wallabies. They were so unlucky last week; their kicker had a bad day at the office, and you know the excitement that is building amongst the uh, the rugby union community. Canning the Shoot Shield may be the best thing that's yep. ever happened to the game.
2: Maybe, <coughs> maybe. Look, I saw a back page headline; it's something to the effect of the. Uh, the All Blacks have lost their aura. I, d- I didn't read the article, but um, <laughs> but if that's the case, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, if if Australia can get in at the moment, just get in under the under their gaze, under their guard. Well, if you could release a little bit of the
1: mongrel. Now, the next one, the yeah. third prong, without being get get sent off. Yeah, don't go stupid. Exactly. Mongrel, yeah,
0: don't go stupid.
1: Mongrel, yes. Yeah, stupid, no. That's, yeah. <laughs> Woof, woof. Now, the <laughs> next one is back at Perth. And remember what happened the last time the uh, yep. All Blacks, I don't like travelling. They don't. <clears throat> and going to Perth was a bridge too far and we clobbered them. We did. So if we could get one up tonight and yep. then return to Perth, there'd be a very good chance we yep. could win the Blooders Light Cup. Yep, yep, Now, having said oh, that. I'm surprised nobody's been talking about that Perth match
2: uh, over in New Zealand. They're reminding oh, a them. Big must- reminding oh, it oh, a big mistake. Reminding them. I would have been. A, I'd, been. A, I'd
1: have been right saying right. Perth, Perth, every time I
2: saw them. Yeah. <laughs> What about Perth, you blokes?
1: Now, adding more edge with their physicality, physicality. and outrageous attacking ability, they've got uh, Yes, back because, remember, he was on the grog. Oh, he had a few beers. He's had a few beers. Yeah. <clears throat> and now he's back.
2: Good.
1: Corabiti's uh, booze ban has lasted a week with the superstar winger recalled for the second successive showdown against the All Blacks. Good. Dot, he'll dot, he'll dot. be
2: hungry. He'll be hungry.
1: Now, wait for it. Rennie uh, the coach, Dave Rennie the coach, has highlighted the inclusion of Lachlan Swinton, oh, Swinton the yeah. firebrand New South Wales back rower who was set off uh, uh, on debut against the All Blacks last year yeah. and the inclusion of Lachlan Matt. Philip in the starting team could prove the extra physical impact to hurt the home team. Isn't that great, Swinton's back?
2: Swinton, uh, I mean, he's a, he's, he's, a, a, he's, got, he's got that bit of mad dog about him, hasn't he? he? He's, he's got, got a t- lot of mad dog about he's, Swinton. He's barking There's already. There's a lot to like about Swinton. As long as you don't get sent off. <laughs> you know, it's the problem with Swinton. You take Swinton out there, that can happen to you. But I've often said the Wallabies play
1: better when they got a man down. I know, yes, they did when they beat France. When they beat France. When that lad was sent off in the first yeah, 30 seconds. yeah. Now, Swinton copped a three-game suspension for that head-high shot yeah. on New Zealand captain Sam Whitelock in Brisbane and a red card for the Waratahs this season, which was later overturned, you know, obviously on appeal. Yeah. We picked Lockie for a reason. He's physical. We know that. He has a reputation as being reckless, but, he's a, he, but that's far from the case. Yeah. He got a red card against the All Blacks in Brisbane. Yeah. The next red card he got was squashed. And he's no longer part of his record. The other red card he got was for fisticuffs in a club game, yeah. which is pretty common for forwards. Yes, of course Great is. thoughts yeah. from Rennie there. Yep. Yeah. In other words, he's given them a licence to thump. Yep, yeah, pretty but much. But not go shut off. But yeah. don't go shut off. Yeah, sure. Yep, yeah. yeah. Now, we don't well, have a I don't know
2: the last thing that went out with a with view with the All Blacks. You know, test him out with a little bit of, you know, thump work. Well. Maybe that's what's been missing for a while. Well, of course... There's as long as you get away with it. I mean, fine, fine line, fine, fine line. line. Yeah, yeah, step over the edge and don't all of a Don't do it in front
1: of the... All of a sudden you're down to 12. Yeah. Don't do Four it in, front, edge, in okay.
2: front of the referee. Just hide it
1: from the referee. We don't have an issue and he'll certainly bring an edge, which is important for us. Bring we, an edge. We, Swinton. We to, Swinton, we need to get in their face. Yep. That's your point. Yep. We think Swinton and Philip coming in gives us a real edge.
2: Yeah. Well, but, if Mad Dog Swinton's there.
1: See... They're not going to
2: know how mad dog he is. <laughs> all they know is they've got a mad dog. Yeah. And that's, you know, goes yeah. through the dressing room, the all-black dressing room. They've got a what? They've got a mad dog. Mad dog? And then we're playing in Perth. Not mad dog, Swinton. Swinton. Swin. Swinton. <laughs> Let me out of it. And then we're going to Perth. Yeah. Remember? Perth. Yeah, Perth. Was Swinton in Perth? He might yeah. have been. Was he that mad dog? He's mad dog, man.
1: Rennie also spent time with match officials this week highlighting issues he thought they forgot about last week despite penalising the home team 18 times. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's a big Entering from call. the side.
2: Entering from the side. All that That's sort what stuff. it would have been. Not
1: both feet on the ground, nah, all that sort of and trailer. stuff. trailer. <laughs> they closed the space and we're all over us. Yeah, We had yeah, a chat to the space. referees about that this week. They penalised the first one and forgot about it. Yeah. I'm assuming they'll be police better this week. Rennie uh, said Corabini was not a big talker but had made it clear to the teammates he owed them for yeah. missing last week. Yeah, yeah. He'll speak with his actions, said Rennie. he certainly made comments around and he knows that he's let himself down, the team down, his jumper down, his family down, his friends down, yeah. his doctor down. Yeah. He's not a big man but he's made, uh, he's made of concrete. He hits hard and carries hard. He does. So yeah, he I'm does. really looking forward to this.
2: I am looking forward to it. And, and I tell you uh, what I, I hope the people from Cadbury's. Have phoned through
1: and said there's and an extra said, block of fruit, extra in that block, old gold, yeah, or normal, your yeah. choice. Yeah, at the end of it for everybody yes. involved.
2: and if the Wallabies could win, there might be a a mad dog block, <laughs> special, <laughs> <laughs> eh? Yeah, and you don't know what you're getting, but when it's you take the foil good. off, you don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a box of Cadbury's roses for all the family members, <laughs> you yeah. know and that uh, on that high note and that very promising note with Australian rugby back uh, we leave you from the bludge this week keep bludging and uh, you know we'll join you for more bludging on the blind side same time same place next week
0: you've been listening to an abc podcast discover more great abc podcasts live radio and exclusives on the abc listen app